Good. Good. Miss you. Miss you too. Um, <sighs> this week. This week, right? Okay, so there was a snowstorm mm-hmm. in Victoria, so you're going to hear a lot about snow. Um, one day, we were, everyone was kind of told to stay home, so I ended up staying home and doing the show from home, which was pretty fun. Which was really fun. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I want to do that all the time. <laughs> Everybody loved that. Yeah, and then um, the next day, I was like excited to go into work. And then I got a migraine and I was really upset about it. I was taking like every pill I could and it wasn't stopping. And um, yeah, I was like thrown up and. Rebarfing? Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, I get, when I get migraines, it's like full blown. Yeah. You get the headache. Well, it starts with an aura, so you can't see. That's oh, really frustrating. And then it's like the left arm goes numb. Are you kidding me? No, it's almost like a stroke. Like, it's really weird. It's not a stroke, but it it's, like, very similar symptoms to a stroke. Yeah, so yeah, the yeah. first time I had a migraine, I actually thought I was having a stroke and went to the hospital. And my mom was freaking out because she had never seen a migraine before. How old were you? Were you that I was, like, 14. Wow. Or 15. Yeah, 15. Um, um, yeah. Well, because you messaged me, and you're always, like too adorable and you're just like you feel bad and I'm I just felt like so bad because I just broadcasted from home the day before yeah but it's so different and I understand uh, and I'm like I've never had a migraine and like I barely get headaches yeah and I'm like so lucky that I if I'm like ooh got a little bit of a little headache coming on there oh, I'll just rub some of that peppermint halo on oh, the back I, of my neck I rubbed that all over my face I was just really? like please stop please. does it help it did help yeah it does like cool things down a little mm, bit okay. um yeah, and then I had like, you know, I have migraine pills and stuff, but it was too late. You have to get it like before the like the aura really kicks in. Right. And the nausea kicks in. So it's like Oh my god. Yeah, yeah your poor body. And then today <laughs> I'm yes. like getting punched in the ovaries. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Well I wanted to ask you to follow up from last week's pod oh or two weeks god. ago, whatever it was, because you had your IUD put in. <laughs> this podcast is quickly turning into just like a medical journal what's wrong of your with body. Jenny? Yeah. I don't know. What's happening to me? And I'm sorry that I feel like I'm a complaining idiot lately. But I, I don't know. I'm trying to figure out what's going on with me, too. so interesting to me. Uh, yeah, I got an IUD and it did not go well. <laughs> Do you want to tell a little bit of the story? Okay, well, I was... I, okay, so I walk in there and the doctor's <laughs> like, hey, is it okay if we have a resident today? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. What is that? That's like it's a kid a who's learning? a student doctor, okay, yeah. yeah. So they're still going through the schooling and they're doing the residency right now, which is like, I was fine with. Like, I'm like, oh, she's going to do a killer job. You've got this. Um, I guess I I had some weird things going on in my cervix. I don't know. I'm getting into it. It took way longer than it needed to, and they were very, both very confused because it wasn't working. So the painful part lasted like probably ten more minutes than it should have. People no. usually are like, "Oh, it's like five seconds. It just goes in and da da da, and it's fine." And it was just me on the thing going ah. <laughs> They're like pinching you, right? The whole yeah, time there's a pinching. Like it's it just like it was a. It didn't go like as smoothly as it could have. It was, they did a great job and like they were so like soothing and they were like very understanding and they were awesome. Like I love Island Sexual Health so much. Yeah. Um, I can't say a bad thing about it. I think it just my cervix was just giving them trouble. Um, and then my sister actually got on the same day and hers was like, oh, mine went great. Like no problems at all. Do, do, do. And then, yeah, I don't know. How was being in Mount Washington? That was okay. I was a moody little nasty, though. Oh, yeah? Oh, I went Dark Lord after the IUD. It was oh, weird. I can imagine My hormones why. were like... <laughs> <laughs> so I was a witch. 
on the mountain. Oh my god. <laughs> and then now I'm getting these cramps, which I've never really had before, but I was like in fetal position for the last two nights. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, Paul. Uh, why don't you bring a hot water bottle to work even? I, do you I, think uh, I would care if you were well, curled yeah, up with a hot water bottle during the show? It's so weird. Yesterday during the day was totally fine. The day before, too, totally fine. But at night, the certain time at night, it just hits me. But today, it's an all day thing. Yeah, you're doing a lot of uh, foot up on the counter stretches. Yeah. And does that help at all? Yeah, it does. Really? Yeah, you just mm-hmm. have to, like, move your body in a weird position, and then it's good. Yeah. Okay. Okay, enough about me. And in classic, like, dude being dumb thing, everything's cool. It's like, everything's good with me. Totally good. Never felt better. All my organs seem to work fine. Nothing was inserted in me for no reason. (laughs) Everything's great. It's not fair. It's not fair, Jen. No, it is. It's fine. I'm happy about it. When you tell me these things, I'm like, I feel bad that I feel so good. No. No, I'm just going to eat another hamburger. That. That's not what I want. I, no, but it's just like, it's not fair. It's not fair. Okay. This leads me to, okay. while you were gone, I guess it was last week or the week before you were sick or something. <laughs> Again. <laughs> um, I had a young uh, lady, a owner, call up to win a contest, and she did, and we got chatting. She was on her way to the gym, and I was telling her to dish on um, her gym experience, and this is what she said. I don't know that I would call everyone you know, I kind of think that men are a little bit piggish in the gym. You know, I feel like I get looked at a lot in the gym in kind of inappropriate ways. Okay. It's a little uncomfortable. I actually prefer not to go to the gym for that reason. Like, not everyone, obviously, but, yeah, there's a few people that uh, make me uncomfortable, for sure. Okay, now, unfortunately, you can relate, right? That's mm-hmm. how it is at the gym. There is leering. There is inappropriateness. Yeah. I had to change a gym recently because of certain behaviors at a gym. And yeah, it, it is pretty common. Mm. I don't know what it is. Like, it can be a little intense. And um, when I went to the gym, I felt like I was at a club. Like, I, th- I felt like it was right. just like a whole bunch of people like lurking and like looking for someone to talk to or to like check out. That's why I don't go to clubs. So I didn't like that. 10-4. Um, so I changed my gym and now I go to like this awesome place called Cascadia okay. in James Bay. And I love it. Like there's no judgment. You feel so comfortable there. And yeah, I, I really enjoy it. It's wild to me. Like I've only ever gone to the Y. If I'm going to go to a gym, I go to the Y. And I think mm-hmm. that's why everyone loves the Y. Yeah. Because it's like, it doesn't matter if you are, you know, it's like super young, super hot, super fit, or you are a thousand years old trying to, you know, get in your last few reps before you die. You know, <laughs> just trying to stave off death yeah. for a little bit longer and your doctor recommended exercise. The Y is just like, there's n- I mean, as far as I've ever seen, there's no leering. Mm-hmm. There's no. I've never like noticed a dude like bothering anybody. Um, the, the girls aren't there to be seen mm-hmm. for the most part. You know, there's none of that. Um, it's just like everyone's just put the headphones Doing in. Own thing. You know, head down, look at the floor, do your thing, and uh, do your workout and get the hell out of there. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's what I like too. Cause I, I'm not a very social person when it comes to the gym. I like to kind of be quiet. No. I'm not there to like make friends. Unfortunately, I just like I just want to get in and out kind of thing. It's like my time to get away from everyone and have like my peace and quiet totally. kind of thing. So, yeah, um, I look for that too. The, so, 
So, so when I when I aired that call uh, last week, I couldn't believe though the dudes who were texting in, and um, you can't text into this podcast right now, I guess. <laughs> so go ahead and disagree with me if you want. But really, guys, all of you, if this is the way you think, take a look in the mirror and realize, and please back me up, Jen, mm. that shut up about this. But the guys who would be texting and be like, "Do whatever," it's like, what? I see some chick in those Lululemons. I'm yeah. not supposed to look like what, dude? Like this was the message I was legitimately. Oh. People actually sticking up for themselves like guys and like this behavior is totally normal. And then the classic, she should take it as a compliment. Fuck you, dude. Uh, Fuck you, dude. I would not take that as a compliment. It's not what it's for. No, you feel like you feel sexualized and you feel like objectified and you're just there to do your own thing. You're not doing this for anyone else. Like that's. That's what makes people feel uncomfortable, and that's totally where she was coming from, too. It's like, yeah, okay, they might not be going up to her and, like, slapping her ass, but it's like, no, that those eyes, like, you feel that. You feel that yes. you're, like, on display, and it's it's not a good feeling, so I can see why, you know, this is a common issue for people. Um, Lululemons, of which I'm wearing right now. I <laughs> yeah. love my Lulus, and yeah. they make my non-butt look even great. <laughs> I get it. Um, but that, like, women are not wearing those to look good for dudes at the gym. No, they wear them because they comfortable. Like, well, it was explained to me that like a woman's body has all these like curves that deal that dudes don't have to deal with. Yeah, and anything. Like other than what fits it right yeah. at the gym is all it's gonna slide or move or do whatever while you're trying to be active. Totally, I can't wear really baggy pants. I have before, like I have a few pairs, um, but with like kickboxing, it just like gets up everywhere, and you just mm. are constantly picking wedgies and like doing all that. And with yeah, like leggings or whatever you wear, I find that they're a lot better because they just don't bunch up and they don't yeah get in your way when you actually need to be active and right. do sports. So I'm not gonna pretend like I'm you know like be a hypocrite and pretend like I'm not a red-blooded dude who like loves women obviously yeah. like I'm very <laughs> um, in tune with my heterosexuality a lot of times I get it too but like you can't do it guys you, mm-hmm. you just can't I get it your eyes drawn or whatever but like look away don't be leering don't make girls uncomfortable that's it yeah whatever happened to I can't believe the, uh, that these dudes jump and pounce on their phone to defend that behavior. Yeah. Whatever happened to like, aren't we all just trying to be gentlemen out here? Mm. You know? Shouldn't mm. we? Isn't that what we, and I get it. I slip to, we all make dumb comments or whatever, but like, shouldn't your main focus in the, out in the world be, I would like to be known as a gentleman? I, Can we bring I that back so. a little bit? Yeah. Guys? Yeah. I know it's hard. Look, I'm not perfect. But I try and open doors for people, mm-hmm. and I try and act respectfully. That's that's it. That's all it is. Yeah. Anyways, I well, thanks for bringing that up. No, that's, that's that an interesting my, topic. Um, I told her my nightmare at the last time I went to the gym. Um, a dude recognized me while I was nude from the Royals games. Oh no! Worst fucking oh, nightmare. No. Please don't look at my penis. Oh my god! Right? And oh I'm my like, god. it was. Were an, they looking? Well, I don't know. Probably got a glance. Yeah. No, nightmare. That is, that is a night, that's a nightmare. I hate, okay? Oh, my God. So maybe that's why I'm sensitive. Yeah. To being looked at. Fair. I'm sorry that happened. Thank you. Yeah, in the change room, just call it a no-go zone. Don't approach people being like, hey, I know you naked man. Yeah. Yes, you probably do. Because I even like, 
<laughs> Let's I wait imagine, till we get out of the chain room, I know. please. I imagine that it happens, but I only can get to sleep at night not thinking about dudes being like, hey, you know the guy from Rolls game? Saw his penis. <laughs> right? Like, I don't want to think that. <laughs> And then so when you look in my eyeballs and talk to me, then it's just like, too much, please. No. Yeah. Brutal. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, please enjoy this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Good to see you. Hey, it's good to see you. <laughs> okay, I promise this next podcast that we do, it won't be about my personal body life or whatever, okay? <laughs> I'm sure you're sick of it. And let's try and put a full five days in next week. Oh, gosh, yeah, please. Let's try. Okay, let's try. try. Welcome back, you. Hey, thank you. Nice to be back. It's been a while. Holy smokes. Filling in for Dylan and then sick? Yeah. I'll see you all week? A full, pretty, well, it felt like a full week off, We missed really. you. Yeah. Aww. Well, uh, I missed being here as well. Um, and what a day to come back. I mean, we're probably <laughs> just going to be talking about snow the entire day, <laughs> which makes sense. Um, there's a lot of uh, different closures going uh, on yeah. right now. Um, I know that, like, Highway 14 from Souk Road, or from Souk until uh, Port Renfrew is completely closed as of right now, there's a travel advisory for the Pat Bay Highway. They've actually canceled ferries uh, starting at, uh, well, 5 o'clock is the last ferry that you can catch from Swartz Bay to Tawasson and both directions. Were you hearing last night that people were stranded out at the terminal? Yeah, I did hear that. That broke my heart because the terminal sucks to spend any time in. Yeah. Well. And like to have to, Were people there all night or what was the deal? I don't know. I guess you would have to get someone to give you a ride but i mean how would they get through if there's no pat bay west sandwich maybe i honestly was like i'm gonna get in my if my truck wasn't the worst in snow <laughs> yeah. i was gonna get in a vehicle and drive out there and just be like i can take three yeah let's go who I, wants to go with me i think that's what was happening actually? and actually to this like today there are still cars abandoned on the side of the road in pat uh. bay and on the malahat <laughs> and uh, authorities are telling people that you can't just abandon them because they will be towed at your expense because there is so much snow still in the forecast tonight. So keep that in mind. If you did abandon your, your car, you might be towed uh, at your own expense. And you were saying you got a ticket? Yeah, I figured... You know, I turned on the radio this morning and it's Dylan and Jason just being like, schools are closed, there's snow everywhere, there's a million different accidents. That's all they talked about all the morning. So I just was like, looked outside, saw a bit of white and was like, I'm not moving my truck. Mm -hmm. I got two hour parking on my street. I don't care. There's no way these little scoots magoots are coming around (laughs) and giving me a ticket in the snow. And then what are they going to tow me in the snow? Outrageous. This is insane. Yeah. I'm just going to. Got the you ticket. got a ticket. Got the ticket. I would think maybe they would get like some ski doos or skidoos or whatever they're called for Play today. snowmobiles? Yeah, the ticket givers. <laughs> whatever they did. Great job, Aww. City of Victoria. Yeah, there's a, there's, the place is in a total shamble, but good. I'm so glad that someone's out there trudging through the snow in rain and sleet and snow to make sure that I get a stupid $40 ticket Aww. for parking for two more than two hours in front of my own place. Great job. You're not going to pay it anyway. No. <laughs> It's a good question, too, because, I mean, mm-hmm. so this is like the amount of snow that you need to go tobogganing. Oh, yeah. This is excellent snow for tobogganing. You might Je- need to wear some goggles, though, like some ski <laughs> goggles, because that snow is coming in hot. Jenny just asked me, where's the best place to go tobogganing in Victoria? I would say Beacon Hill, but right. that's always the thing, right? So that's the popular place. And then, you know, it's like after an hour, it's all just grass again. Yeah. But this looks like this is lots this of snow. It's solid. To tobogganing, yeah. And then people have actual snow days. I mean, all the kids are out of school. So tomorrow's going to be a really good tobogganing day. Oh, yeah. And you want somewhere that's walkable, too, right? So we want a nice little snow hill in every neighborhood. Oh. Yeah. 
tobogganing so good. I need to go tobogganing. Maybe that's what I'll do tonight. A little <laughs> nighttime toboggan. You just went to Mount Washington. That's tobogganing for adults. Oh, yeah, I guess that's so. stand-up tobogganing <laughs> for adults. Stand-up tobogganing. <laughs> but you pay a lot of money for that. But if you do it here, it's free. I have a question. What? I have um, a boogie board, like for like I bought it when I went to Tofino. Oh, yeah. Do you think that'll work for tobogganing? thousand percent. Why not? Why wouldn't it? Because I would never buy a toboggan in Victoria. Do you know what I'd be out there using? You'd be on your boogie board. Yeah. I would be on like a baking sheet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's all I have. Well, yeah, I used to do the old like uh, plastic bag trick, right? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't work very well. It always like bundled up and you end up just like rolling heads <laughs> head first. Also, I have had a concussion from tobogganing before. So be careful. For don't real? be don't be ashamed of wearing a helmet out there. <laughs> what did you do? Um, I did, went like I was on a tube, like those inner tubes. We had those because uh, oh, we yes. were right by Burnaby and there's a lot of mountains there, mm-hmm. SFU. Um, and I was going around and then I got spun and my head hit a tree. Shoot. Yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty brutal. So be careful out there. Did you have a crazy carpet ever growing up? Oh, yeah. Those were wild. In Ontario, that's where we always had crazy carpet. Like, there's a whole industry you don't even understand on the West Coast yeah. of, like, stuff to put your butt on to, <laughs> to slide on, to go go tobogganing. But, like, crazy carpets and, like, the circular things. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, so many good things. Those ones that you can actually steer as well. Yes. Yeah, it can get wild. Uh, Do we get some good tobogganing here? Um, yeah, a couple. Uh, Staticona. And I'm just trying to double check. Is that the one in Fernwood that I used to live next to? Yeah. Yeah. Fernwood. There's a, there's a big park there. Static on a park. I mm. think it or is just, yeah. And there's a pretty decent little hill in there. I can't remember that there's a hill in there, but I guess, I guess maybe. So. Cool. That's the person who texted said that they built a jump in there. So. Oh, good for the tricks. Wendy says uh, one of the best hills with snow is the Cedar Hill Golf Course. Okay. I could totally see that. Some good spots. Yeah. I saw a thing, <laughs> someone was really mad on Facebook, of course, mm-hmm. about this being the case, but they were plowing the bike lanes downtown. Oh, who's biking <laughs> in this weather? I saw a dude in my neighborhood when I was walking in this afternoon, um, <laughs> I saw a dude on a bicycle and I was like, good for you, sir. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, wow, if you get the tires for it, then yeah, it's like, like a like mountain a, bike yeah. or whatever. Wear goggles. If that's your only means of conveyance, really... What are you doing more damage on today out in the roads? Yeah. Bundle up and hit your bike or slip slide all over the road in your big car? Huh. Right? Like yeah. you're, you're better off uh, maybe even uh, doing a bicycle. And again, if that's your only means of conveyance, if that's your only way of getting around, what are you supposed to tell people? Get off your bike? I guess it's, people are doing it. It's easier to push your bike up a hill than a car. So right? it makes sense. Man, I'm impressed. I didn't know anyone would do that, but that's <laughs> Victoria. The bike lanes. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's so funny. Oh, man. I want to say shout out to uh, today. It is International Women and Girls in Science Day. Oh, nice. So people, women who are in, you know, the science industry mm-hmm. doing their thing. <laughs> shout out to you people. That's awesome. Do you know my sister is a published scientist? Oh, really? Yeah. She had a paper published about like something in bio biochemistry. Something you, like that. You wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I should know. Bio something or cool. other. Yeah, she's very smart. Oh, wow. Yeah, my sister's in science as well. Actually? Yeah. Look at our smart Look at our sisters. sisters. And then there's us. And then there's us. <laughs> This past weekend was uh, the Grammys. I guess it was last night. Did you catch any of it? No. In fact, <laughs> if you want to, uh, just turn my computer on. This is the clip that uh, most succinctly uh, uh, sums up all my feelings about the Grammys. Wow, an award statue. Uh, oh, it's a Grammy. Hey, don't throw your garbage down here. 
Okay. That's how I feel about the Grammys. All right. For the most part. Yeah. How about you? Did you watch? Um, I didn't watch. I always just kind of look at the highlights after and be like, oh, yeah, that deserves a win. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Okay. This crazy thing happened. Mm-hmm. But uh, there wasn't too many, like, outrageous things that happened this this year, I don't think. So boring, I imagine. Yeah. Uh, the one thing that I read and I enjoyed this morning, though, was uh, that Drake... Because I'd love to tell you that uh, a rock and roll person did something interesting, mm-hmm. but... Like, I have no interest in rock and roll, apparently, especially not mm-hmm. to have them on TV. Mm-hmm. I'm happy that Weird Al won an award last night. Oh, he did? Good. I think he won his fifth Grammy. Nice. This guy's a stud. Um, but the greatest thing that I saw was Drake kind of was dissing on the Grammys a little bit Mm -hmm. and then they of course said it was just for time but they were like they cut him off yeah well here's what he was saying look look if there's people who have regular jobs who are coming out in the rain in the snow spending their hard-earned money to buy tickets to come to your shows you don't need this right here I promise you you already won and then they're like and, and you, you see, continue, Ryan, continue. By Diana Ross. Oh, and then they're like, no, no next, more. next. Well, it sounded like he was almost finished. He said, anyway. there was a but. He had more. But, he had more to uh, say, but he was like, like no, nope, next. Well, maybe he ran out of time, too. I don't know. Yeah. I think he made his point, though. Totally, yeah, the, mm-hmm. yeah. It is like, and that's that is the point always with the Grammys. It's like it's impossible to put a like a, an award to something as personal and as as like uh, specific as music. That mm-hmm. yeah, it's awful. I'm like looking up how many Grammys mm. Donald Glover won yesterday. What is one, two, four. three, four, four, four out of he was nominated for five. He won four. Wow, that's incredible. Of course, yeah. that was all for uh, this is America, the music video, the record, um, performance, song. Yeah. Yeah, and then he was also nominated for Feels Like Summer for Best R&B Song, oh. which is a good song. Mm-hmm. Feels Like Summer is good, but I feel like This Is America is that big, important song, you know, that uh, really, that's that's why it won so many things. I mean, yeah. so well it should, What right? an impact that had, for sure. Yeah, um, and that's why, you know, it's like we talked about earlier, Dylan and Jason talked about it this morning, too. Where's all the rock performances? Where, not a single rock Award was no. given out on TV last night. There was Beck, but a lot of people can say that's not really rock. That's more. What like did he pop. win for? Um, okay, Grammy Beck album. He went for his album Colors. Okay, Best engineered album, <laughs> non classical. Um, that was uh, Emily Lazar who engineered that album. Right, and but that was on TV last night. Twenty nineteen. Let me see. Let me see. Because, you know, it's like, um, the point I'm trying to make is that uh, here we have Donald Glover really making a statement, really like, you know, with that song, This Is America, there was so much being said in that song. Mm -hmm. And what's going on in rock music these days that says much of anything? These are my friends. These are my friends. I love them. I love them. Let's get her going here, rock and roll artist. Yeah. Let's have some commentary. Let's show some, it's like, you, you, you know what's going on in the world and you've got thoughts and feelings about it. It's all changing, man. What are you, you're distracted by the polar bears on the on the TV? So at least it is snow mm-hmm. in Victoria. That's brutal. So awful. How bad, right? But at least we're not overrun by polar bears right now. Mm-hmm. You sent me this great article about this town in Russia, right? That is overrun by polar bears. Yes. So this story is everywhere. A Russian area has. I can't say the name of the the area. Can you? Um, Novaya Zemlya. 
Novaya Zemlya. Yeah, so they have actually declared a state of emergency because more than 50 polar bears were yeah. spotted in that region. All of a sudden, between December and February, there's just like this massive polar bears and they've been going to the dumps and clearly looking for food mm-hmm. and at first i was like why are they all here then it kind of makes sense climate change man climate change yeah that's what they're saying they're saying that there is no source of food from where they were on the ice so they've come into towns now looking for food and what's so sad about it too is that now they're kind of facing a call oh no yeah because they don't know what to do they're all these humans are afraid of going outside because there's 50 polar bears in the area. They're trying to shoo them away, but (laughs) I mean, what can you do? You hit them with a broom, obviously. They need food. Hey, get out of my trash cans and you smack them with a broomstick? Yeah, you would think that would work, but no. No. And it's really, really sad to see that they're, yeah, so desperate for food and unfortunately like might be facing death, which is like, I'm sorry to end the show on this note. That's really a bad thing. The uh, World Wildlife Federation of Russia has also warned that similar effects of climate change that have driven these polar bears to interact with humans Mm -hmm. will also affect tigers. Tigers, not tigers. in Siberia and the Russian Far East. (sighs) This is what happens. Tornadoes always, (laughs) and now polar bears and tigers are coming into your towns and going through your garbage. Yeah, and now look here in Victoria. We're getting snow. What is this? I mean, it's not connected at all, but maybe it is. I'm looking forward to the <laughs> to trudging home in the snow. Yeah. It's going to be quiet and so nice and everything. I'm, I'm hoping so I get home. I, I'm going to do a little test drive in the parking lot and see what that's like. And then I'm going to either figure out a way home or oh, maybe yeah. sleep here. Who knows? Your little cutie car makes yeah. up in the snow. Hey, listen, I'm not far. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just got my couch delivered. You're welcome to come crash Thank if you, you need. Thank you. Thank you. My name is Paul Lucino. Generally regarded in the trifecta of the afternoon zone as the least responsible one between myself, Jenny West, and Brian Boitano, okay? And yet somehow I'm the only one who was managed to make it in and trudge in today in the snow. However, Jenny, credit where it's due, is forward thinking and did think to bring home our remote kit and is now comfy cozy in her own living room. Jenny West, are you there? Hi, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, so yesterday (laughs) was a little bit uh, dicey getting home. I kind of drive this, like, little bald, tired uh, go-kart, and it was, uh, yeah, a little dicey. So we decided to bring home the... uh, all the equipment for doing my own little radio broadcast from home and I was actually getting ready to leave this morning because the roads look not so bad here in James Bay Mm -hmm. and I get a phone call from you and boss man and they're like you know what you stay home you do this you you do a radio show for your own little house and so I stayed and uh, I'm pretty happy about it I think it's gonna work out just fine and I have to give you credit um, well, you like spent oh. the day doing good stuff. Like you built yourself a little studio. Like you've got, like you could probably get text messages and everything. You get your Twitter open there. Like you, it's like you've built a little radio station in your house. Yeah, this is kind of the dream. I mean, if I could do this every day, I wouldn't complain at all. I love working from home. I also have my cat right next to me, and she's very curious about all the things that are flashing and all the, the wires and everything. Good. So she's pretty happy. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty great. I'm just relaxing. I didn't even get changed today, really. I'm in my pajamas, in my slippers, having some coffee. It's great. Why would you? That's so good. All right. Well, there we go. This is the show today. Jenny from home, (laughs) me from here. Didn't miss the cat. Also here. Uh, Thank you for listening. (laughs) We'll just see how it goes throughout the day.
Scott, who says a big shout out to Paul for getting your butt to work on this terrible, terrible day in Victoria. We're all proud of you for being the only one in the afternoon zone actually making it to work. Mm -hmm. I should add, though, you do live so close to the station. You live a walking distance from the station, so there's no excuse you don't have to rely on the car. It's true. Yeah, there's no excuse for me not to be here. I've just I just engage my inner Sasquatch and just trudge. <laughs> That's the trudge through the snow. I almost fell down like four or five times in the block and a half walk, but that's all you got to do is trudge in. No way. Well, uh-huh. Scott also mentioned on our, our text line that there's going to be a big snowball fight at the ledge lawn today. Yeah. Now, and he says like, oh yeah, I can make it down to that, but that's way closer to where you are, Jen. Like you should be the one oh, who yeah. could just trudge over to that. Oh, for sure. I'm definitely going to be there, and then everyone can come to my house for hot cocoa after. It's genius. <laughs> Today's the only day we're inviting you to go ahead and text Jenny at home. <laughs> can you tell the difference? Jenny is at home today. I'm in the studio like usual. I'm in zone control. Jenny is in her sunroom in her house wearing pajamas. I can't quite hear the pajamas. No, you can't hear the pajamas, and you can't hear my slippers. Um, but here, one second. I'm going to get the blender going, because what's great right. about... Hey, Peter, you want to start up the blender there? Oh, there we go. What's great about uh, broadcasting at home is you have all of the benefits of being at home. I mean, we have a blender handy, so my boyfriend's here, too, because he has a snow day. So uh-huh. we're just making some smoothies. Yeah, it's pretty great. I don't yeah, know if you can just, hear the blender in the I background. Can. There. Yeah, let's just let, let that blender run for just a sec here. Not to get your yeah, smoothie you too smooth. just keep smooth, it going over there? I just want to hear that. Get it nice and smooth. There it is. Oh, it sounds like it's actually struggling. <laughs> is it a magic bullet or is it? <laughs> oh my god! Okay, okay, don't break the magic bullet. Okay, right. oh, okay. No, I've already broken a magic bullet. This is a, a smoothie in my face. Oh gosh! It's okay. Mess, so now there's gotcha. smoothie everywhere. All right. <laughs> I swear I'm at home. People are saying it sounds like I'm in the studio, but I'm really not. No, I'm I'm at home. I'm in my slippers, in my pajamas, <laughs> sipping on a smoothie, drinking some coffee. Oh. Might even read a book a little bit later. Who knows what's going to happen today? It's yeah. going to be wild. <laughs> I imagine during the mixtape, you're just going to put on some RuPaul's Drag Race and just call it a day. Oh, honey, that's been going on the whole day. It's always in the background <laughs> at this house. It's always on. Good. Yeah. Um, yes. I don't want to speak for you, but I mean, like, to just be able to do the show from your house and your slippers is rad. Um, you're enjoying that. I'm really loving it because I, like, made the commitment as soon as this first flake started falling. I was like, I'm not driving anywhere. I'm going to trudge where I need to go to and fro. I picked up a lot of firewood, which I know a lot of other people have been doing and been making myself really cozy fires and just enjoying the softness and the quietness of the snow. I'm sorry if people are hating it because I know there's people who have to drive and it's treacherous and everything. But I've been enjoying this, Jen. You? Yeah, no, I, I've been loving it. Last night we went for a nice like nighttime walk. And what I love about the snow is that it seems so light mm. at night. Yeah. It could be like 11 o'clock, but it still has this like brightness about it. And it was just like so calm and serene. There weren't many cars on the road and people were just having nice walks with their family. And it was, it was really quite a, a nice evening. Yeah. I love it. Um, also, we've been seeing some fun things. Like the, my favorite thing that I saw was uh, downtown. I saw someone out their window, like, you know, second, third story window, making snowballs with the snow that was on their ledge and throwing it at pedestrians as they crossed <laughs> underneath. I love that. That's an unfair advantage, though. That's <laughs> From a hard above? target to hit. Like yeah. trying to hit someone at the top of a, a building. Yeah, no, yeah. that's unfair. Uh, but fun, sure. Um, last night, I saw someone cross-country skiing, which I just loved. Uh, 
Like just down a road? Just in James Bay, just having a nice cross-country ski in the middle of the road. It was amazing. Yeah. I love that so much. Mm-hmm. Um, Want to open it up to zoners as well. What's the favorite thing that you've seen out in the world as uh, Victoria gets blanketed and dumped in snow? Number one, it's beautiful out. The pictures I've seen of people like of Bastion Square or um, various like historical buildings and the fountain and out in front of the legislature, all iced up. Gorgeous, but what's your favorite thing that you've seen in Snow Day 2019? I'll get it back at Zone Control. Jenny can also rate it over in Snow Control. Yeah, Snow Control. Art, have you seen anything cool? Uh, Art's in the room here. Art, have you seen it? Like on your trudges to and from work in James Bay? Have you seen anything nice out there? Oh, nothing fantastic. I saw some pretty good snowmen though down in James Bay. I've seen some really good snowmen. Like, uh, where did I see this one? Like, nice round snowballs to make up a snowman and tall too like usually seven eight feet tall this is the perfect snow for snowmen is it it not because it's you know a little bit wetter you can compact it in Uh, most of the places in canada they have drier snow so it's not as easy to make snowmen when i was growing up even in like northern ontario yeah it's like you you couldn't make the balls all round and then get them up on top of each other they don't fall apart so that's really good all right thanks art get out um (laughs) jenny's still there (laughs) Hey, I'm still here. You're going to be nicer to Art, man. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Art. Bye. But you know what's so funny about this is I think because our snow days are usually only like one or two days here mm. in Victoria, we try and like get everything done and out of our system in those two days. So we end up seeing some pretty wild things on the roads. You know, I thought it was Santa Claus at first, <laughs> but, you know, because I had a few pops. But we're looking out the window. My wife and I about 10 o'clock. Truck goes by. Roped out the back about 20 feet, dude in a kayak going down the road. That's not safe. That cannot be safe. <laughs> it's not safe. No, no. He had a helmet on. Oh, great. But hey, it was a safe to behold, I'll tell you. I mean, the guy did have the paddles. He was kind of stirring off, you know, steering off of the uh, snow as he went along. But, uh, you know, lived in Edmonton for many years, lived in Ontario for most of my life, and never seen anything like that. This was a truly, uniquely... Victoria, stupid thing to do. I wish I had it on video. Jeff, thank you for uh, texting that into us. We appreciate it. Stay safe, Paul. Oh, there's, I can hear a little bit of uh, ambient noise from Jenny's house. Yeah, there, there's a bus going by right now. That's I put probably a microphone what it is. near the uh, the window to get some ambiance. Nice. So, yeah. Um, the, your big co-host today, um, equally yeah. as fluffy as me, more cuddly. <laughs> Is uh, your cat Didymus And uh, yeah. she hasn't made any noise all day yet You have a pretty quiet no. cat Yeah, I'm really, I'm disappointed She's not performing today um, Usually she like makes little hunting noises And mm. runs around the house like Kind of like Cardi B, that sound Yep You know, when she goes oh, that, yep. She does that all around the house Totally um, Sometimes too, she actually plays piano We have a piano in our house And she just jumps up and creates this like Horror movie soundtrack noises but um, I think she's a little overwhelmed by all the wires and like radio materials that are in the house right now. So she's not performing. Staying away from you. Yeah, maybe I can get her to play the ukulele a little later. We'll see. We'll see. Let's hear a little more of that ukulele. Oh, yeah. I only have one hand, so I can't really do anything. But there's a ukulele. There's all sorts of instruments. We really could have a little performance here if we wanted. That's so nice. Yeah. And there's a bus going by. Yeah, you hear it? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, things are moving along uh, <laughs> Superior Street here. Yeah. 
I have been reading some articles, though, because I'm like, oh, I kind of want to just work from home all the time because this <laughs> is really nice. And there are some, you know, major benefits from working at home. Well, first one for me personally is the fact that I'm with my cat, so emotionally I just feel better. That's great. Um, also, it's good environmentally. You know, I'm not taking my car to work. I can just stay here. Uh-huh. And uh, it's better for the air, I think. So I'm going to take that and say um, I'm going to go ahead and uh, just stay at home for the rest of the week. I love it. I'm happy for it. No, I want you here. Okay. Well, it was short-lived, but I'm really soaking it in today, okay? Yeah, no, yeah, do soak it in. You had, like, friends come, friends who heard you were on the radio from home just show up at your house. (laughs) Two friends here. Yeah, Eric and Emily just showed up, and it's really nice. They're having a little snow day, too. Eric is actually going to work in a little bit. You can't be a server from home, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) Rub it in. Who would have thought? Damn. Um, So, yeah, they're, they're here having a nice little time with me. And, I mean, whoever else wants to come over, come on over. That's a great Have invite. Cocoa together. Yeah. Yeah. I made it to work today. Jenny did not. She is in her lovely sunroom, um, gushing <laughs> over how cute her cat Didymus is from home oh, she's today. She's so cute, uh, but she's not letting me touch her. She's being she's being a little frustrating. She's so cute, though. I just want her to meow into the microphone, but she doesn't want to. <laughs> I'm also reading a whole bunch of uh, stories online about uh, just strangers helping strangers because of the snow. Um, You may have heard that on Sunday and Monday, you know, BC Ferries had to shut down and uh, a lot of buses had to be rerouted and and people were left stranded at the terminal. So there's about like 50 passengers that weren't able to get home on Sunday night. And there's a story in the Times calling us today talking about the strangers just helping each other out, coordinating rides with people. And there were just people going back and forth from BC Ferries just trying to get people home safely, which I think is just so sweet to see uh, the community kind of come together and really just help each other out in, in this kind of weird time for the city. It's such a, you know, uniquely Victoria thing. We all know the nightmare that is being, you know, it's even like a two sailing weight is the worst thing that ever can happen to someone who lives in Victoria. (laughs) I can't imagine having to, the prospect of having to spend the night at the ferry terminal. And so, of course, people band together. That's so wonderful. I love that. Totally. And I also want to just say thank you to the zoners who've been so kind as well. We've got so many messages of people just giving us uh, their phone numbers saying if there's any zoner stuck in any part of the city that they'd be happy to come pick them up because they have a car that's like really good in the snow. So um, people even offering us rides. I know I was mentioning my car yesterday is <laughs> a little bit, uh, it's a little bit of a dicey car. I'm okay at driving in the snow, but the car is like bald tires. It's pretty much a go-kart and uh, some lovely zoners were offering us rides as well. So that's just like so sweet. So thank you for everyone being, you know, kind and generous. Smooth sailing on the yeah, I definitely could have come into work today, but instead, here I am, sitting in my little room with a Caesar in my hand, and I'm pretty happy about it. I you get a it. Caesar now? Oh, honey, I got a full Caesar bar. I'm making Caesars over here, so if anyone wants to come over for a Caesar, just let me know. Yeah. I think I can do this. Jenny West, are you there? Hello, I am here. Didymus Cat, are you there? She's actually on my lap right now, purring. I don't oh know if you can hear it. Cute. Yeah, she's being so, so sweet. Let's hear her. Let's put the mic right into her fur. 
Nothing. Can't hear anything. Hear. DJ Brian Boitano, are oh. you there? I'm here. Yeah, we got everyone here. Hey. Wow. Yes. All right, Brian. You scared the cat away. <laughs> oh, sorry. Bye, Didymus. <laughs> Brian, what's the update from uh, Snowtown, USA, where you live? Right now, I'm I'm nice and comfy and cozy. Jenny was, said she's having a Caesar. I just downed a whole glass of apple juice. So good. There you go. Nice. Good hot. Living hot, life. Good talk. Good hot juice talk going on. <laughs> Great stuff. Good. Uh, let me see if there's some leftover Baileys from Christmas around this joint. <laughs> This is a great video that I uh, got uh, tagged in earlier today by his owner. Um, okay, so in Oakland's on Ryan Street, there was uh, like a toboggan hill going, and that's so great. This was clearly yesterday. Um, you know, what a wonderful thing that, you know, is like everyone coming together and having some fun out in the snow. Um, one, I th- he's either on a toboggan or like even maybe a snowboard. This kid is like... Um, Filming with like a GoPro, I think, and captures the moment when a rat runs across the street and collides with him midair. The rat's like running, jumping, takes like a jump. At the same time, this kid's going over a ramp and then they smack into each other, knocks the rat into like what looks like a little girl and her dad on a toboggan. Rat rights itself, gets up, continues scampering across the road. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Oh, I just watched it. Oh my gosh. Wow, that is a massive rat. That's the size of a cat. That's huge. What a Victoria thing. Right? We were all so preoccupied with the snow, and it's like, wow, it's snow, 2019. We forgot that there's a debilitating rat problem in this city. Oh, poor rat's probably so confused with the snow. Poor rat. Oh, my gosh. Snow rat 2019, the mascot we all needed in this snowpocalypse. Time for us to... um, well, I'm going to go home. Jenny, you're just, what, going to unplug a bunch of stuff? Yeah, I might not even do that. <laughs> I might just move to another couch. Oh, my so, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, and then turn on The Bachelor and watch that. Good, solid. Oh, before we head out of here, just another reminder that that big uh, snowball fight is happening on the ledge lawn. Yes, good. At 8 o'clock. At 8 o'clock. Okay, so are you going to go? That's so near to where you live. It is. I think I might stumble over there, but I'm also kind of afraid. I might wear my ski goggles because eye protection seems to be something that uh, many people might want to think about, you know? If you walk in that area, too, just know that you might get pelted with a snowball. That's really fair and good advice, actually, because, like, people or, like, places, you know, that have a lot of snow, the snow is thick. There's, like, a good few feet before you hit the ground, but with snowballs around here, you may just as likely be picking up dirt and debris. Some rocks, yeah, throwing rocks at each other. That's not good. Yeah, so snow goggles. Mm -hmm. All right, Jen, great day today. One for the books. Yeah, thank you, Paul. You have a good night. Get home safe. (laughs) Okay, will do. Happy Valentine's Day, Paul. You too, Jen. Yeah. Yes. You know, Valentine's Day isn't about, you know, the relationships uh, that you're in, you know, romantically. What? It oh. can be about your friendships and maybe work relationships and any relationships you make along the way in your life. That is true. Yeah, it's cute. Anywhere that you find love of any type. Yeah. Now, today to celebrate, we're going to be doing some telegrams. So uh, what we're asking you to do is text in your significant others or maybe someone you have a crush on. Yeah. Text in their name, their number. Yeah. Go on. Sorry. I'm I'm really excited. Okay. Okay. I know. It's exciting. You go. You go. So text in their name, their number, 
where they are right now, whether they're at work or maybe at home or whatever. Yes. Um, and the specifics as to <sighs> why you love them. Be so specific, please. You can do this to a friend as well. Right? You can do it to anyone that you want to just appreciate today. This is so much more than just a dedication. Like, we then are going to call your loved one or your crush or your bae or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we are going to, like, take what you give us and then we're going to spice it up. Oh, yeah. And then we are going to tell them for you using our words and maybe song. Maybe song. That How much you love them. Yes, Jenny. This is how you celebrate Valentine's on the radio. Yes. Specifically, not that they make you laugh, they're happy, I love them because they do a lot for me. What do they do for you? Yeah, everyone loves themselves, everyone loves their husband and wife. Boring, who cares? (laughs) Get specific, get really graphic about why you love this person. Oh yeah, is there a certain laugh they do? Maybe a sound, I don't know, get really specific. Could be a dance. Oh, could be a dance. Anything. Text us at 250-475-0913, and then we'll or, pick a few of them. Or a slither. Get romantic. I do a move I like to call the mountain lion. I don't like that. <laughs> Please leave your message after the tone. Annie. 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 It's Jenny and Paul from the Zona 913. This is a Valentine's Day love gram From your boy, Jason. Your husband. Yeah, Jason. Jason. You want to know what he loves about you, honey? He thinks you're sexy. <laughs> he says you're everything to him. Everything. Your best friend. A supporter? And he loves that you will have your own wellness business. Yeah, a blog about wellness. I want to read that. How many crunches and sit-ups should I be doing, Annie? You're the one who knows. I have no idea, Annie. What's the proper fuel to put in my temple? You know it. You yeah. got a temple, and guess who worships in it? Jason. <laughs> Speaking of purring, you have a cat, and you like to talk to your cat. You ask the cats how their day was when you get home from work. So nice. What do they say back to you? Get back, girl. <laughs> me. No, don't pet me. Touch me with your eyes. (laughs) But that's what Jason loves about you. Even though maybe your cats don't love you all the time, he sure as heck does. And you put in the effort to your cat baby. Happy Valentine's, Annie. Happy Valentine's, Annie. Annie. Love Jason and Paul. And Jenny. Bye. How do I turn this off? Now, if you're not celebrating Valentine's Day today, mm-hmm. today is also the anniversary of the day that English explorer Captain James Cook was killed by Native Hawaiians. And when I went to Hawaii a couple mm-hmm. years ago, I was enamored with this story of he was he was trying to trick them. He was trying to like tell them that he was like a, their god or something what? and trying to like rip them off. He was like, here are some rusty nails. They're very valuable. Please give me coconuts and other like valuable things to you. And he was tricking them. Aww. And then he was going to try and take one of them hostage and all this. And <gasps> instead they were just like, nope. And they killed him in the water. Whoa. And that was the end of Captain Cook. And that happened on this day in 1779. No way. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting fact. I had no idea. So you can celebrate that. Hi, Maddie. This is Jenny calling from the zone at 91. Three. Hi. Paul's Hi, this also is Paul. here. Yeah, this is, Hi, Paul. This is a Valentine's Day 
telegram, Maddie, from Carrie Ann. Oh, how sweet. Your lovely wife. Um, (laughs) Maddie, here's what she wrote in about you. She said that she loves you because you still give her something to laugh about. Oh, God. Maddie, do you want to go ahead and explain what that inside joke is all about? <laughs> I, I don't know if that's radio appropriate, but uh... <laughs> we'll be the judges Maddie. of that. Well, let us know. <laughs> uh, well, when I we first met, I thought I was pretty smooth, and uh, she was laughing, and we were uh, fooling around, and then she's like, oh, I'll give you something to laugh about while we were fooling around. Oh! She says it was right before the first time you had sexual. <laughs> sexual. <laughs> yep. This and is true? Uh, about how it happened. What a line, dude. Well, Maddie, how long have you been together with Carrie Ann? Uh, seven or eight years now. Wow. We've been married for two years in October. And and how did you meet? Um, well, we worked uh, together for a little while at Strathcona Hotel. And then uh, we, uh, we met at a club and she stood me up three times. <gasps> and, uh, <laughs> fourth time's a charm, I guess. Hey, Matthew. Yes. How would you like a $50 gift certificate to Dylan Sports Bar and Grill? That sounds awesome. Right on. You can give it to Carrie Ann. You can be like, I'll give you something to laugh about. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) We're going to dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Right on. Well, we just wanted to wish you two a happy Valentine's Day. Okay. Well, thank you very much. You guys have a good one, too. Bye. Hey there. We've sent you a call to our voice message system. Steve. Steve's likely on the drive home right now. He's not answering his phone like a good, responsible guy. But guess what, Steve? Guess what, Steve? Your girl Kyla loves you, kid. Oh, honey. Happy Valentine's. And your beard, 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 beard. It's got a nice girth to it. Her words. It's got many colors. And stops grown men in the streets with beard envy. You're a carpenter, Steve. Build it, chop that wood, yeah, yeah. Kyla can't think of anything more romantic than a dude who can build her a home. Oh, snap. She told me you like pickles, what? She told me you like PB&J, what? Time's up. You've hit the maximum time for your recording. If you're happy with your message, hit one. To listen to your message, hit two. Okay, I'm hanging up on this one. Again, hit three. Get, get, get. To send your message as normal, hit one. Yeah, I'm sending it. Okay. Thanks. And then we'll just keep singing and then listen to the rest that's on the radio, Steve. Okay, go on. Steve. Yeah. Sorry, she cut us off. She was being a little bit mean. Steve, you're a good cat, Dad. Kyla says that you will call her in from the other room that you likely built because you're such a carpenter. Yep. To make her look at how cute the cat is. The cat's so cute. The cat's so cute. She thinks you're pretty cute too, boy. Oh, yeah. She says you got eyes the color of icebergs and a heart made of gold. Guess what, Steve? Guess what? We already talked to Kyla. And you're getting Carmana tickets. Yeah! Because we love each other. Cute toes. 
My name is Jenny West. With me, Paul Plastino. Mm-hmm. And also, Dan Mangan. Hello. Hello. Dan. How's it going, guys? So good. Oh, it's been really good. And uh, you, I mean, this is your final show tonight on yeah, the tour. Yeah, I'm like super excited for this show. Also a little bit sad that this tour is over. It's been a really just incredible experience and there's a real family vibe on the on the on the bus and everyone he's funny everyone's sort of like a little bit melancholy today going you know finding their morning coffees everyone's like kind of just realizing that it's all over so well how long have you been on the the road for it's been nearly a month wow and we started you know in st john's and halifax and then made our <coughs> pardon me made our way west and here we are that uh, in victoria this is this is a big and Ignite and obviously Alex Golden is such a beautiful venue, mm. lovely yeah. place to finish it off. So. Absolutely. And uh, tonight you're playing with La Force. Yeah, she's amazing. She really is. She's incredible. Yeah. I haven't seen her do her solo project, but this is Ariel, right, from Broken Social. Yeah, scene. exactly. So she's been in the in the, in that band forever. She also had a, a band that I came to knew with her husband Andrew Whiteman, who's also in Broken Social scene, called uh, Aurora. Right. And then La Force is sort of her solo offering, and the record is incredible. If you haven't heard a record, go check it out. Mm. And, um, and live, she's just a force of nature. She's like really, I don't know. She just has this crazy energy when she sings. She's unbelievable. Right on. That's so cool. And talking about your record um, that just came out in November, uh, <laughs> I'm loving just reading about the stories that have come along with this record online and, and mm-hmm. what you've been posting on social media. And um, there's been some really cool stories coming out of it. And one in particular really caught my eye, and you've been sharing it quite a bit. Um, but for the zoners who don't know, and it's kind of attached to the song Lay Low, mm-hmm. um, you had a special guest coming. You did. <laughs> Yeah, kind of like the most possible special guest. Uh, um, it was it was crazy. We had I just and it was like this bizarre experience. I just gotten into LA. We did one day in the studio, and <laughs> everything was going great. And I went and I stopped for some faux. Mm. And uh, my car, my rental car, which had like tinted windows on it, and I thought everything was safe in the back, got broken into. <gasps> All my bags, my passport, my laptops, Pro Tools rig, like everything that I was using for, you know, all my demos and everything, all <sighs> stolen. And, uh, but they didn't take my beautiful 1957 J45 guitar that was like, <laughs> I'd wrote, written all these songs on it. Um, and so the next morning I spend the first half of the day just trying to get my life together, going to the Canadian consulate, dealing with the LAPD. And then showing up at the studio, we do one take of this song called Lay Low, and it was the first thing we worked on. And then Paul McCartney wanders into the studio. What? Pops his head in. He's like, oh, sorry. You know? And, <laughs> Don't ever oh be sorry. God. But that's what he does, apparently, is he just like, when he's in a studio complex like that, he just kind of pokes around. And I guess if you're Paul McCartney, everyone is always happy to see you. <laughs> of course. And, um, and then he hung up for like 25 minutes, and he listened to the song, and I told him that my older son's name is Jude. Oh. Whoa! Um, I ran in. I ran into him like an hour later um, in front of the studio, and he's like, "Oh, hey, it's you." I was, he, and he, like he literally said these words. He's like, "I was thinking about your song," and I thought, like, "Oh my god!" You know, the guy who has written like all of the iconic songs. Uh, he was thinking about my song, and that was amazing. No wow. kidding. For Incredible. that to be rolling around in that brain for any yeah. amount of time, even if it popped in and popped out, yeah. That's incredible. Did you find out like what he was doing there? Yeah, well he was he was finishing the mix on his album um Egypt Station, which came out just a couple months later. So, right. yeah. so what, did anything come from that? Did he give you any advice or Well he did um <coughs> pardon me, he did say um you know, I was thinking about a low piano drone and two sweet cellos was what he said. Oh. <laughs> so but the funny thing is that what he heard, like he heard of like the very first take of the very first thing. 
And we ended up approaching the song from a totally different direction. So we scrapped everything that he heard. Mm. Uh, and, you know, the song sounds so different than what he initially heard, which is like, I mean, when you're in the studio, you try like 10 different things. And, mm-hmm. Of course. So it was hilarious. And of course he, the you know, what he heard was this super pitchy vocal I hadn't warmed up. It's like the hardest song on the whole album to sing. Yeah. Also, <laughs> yeah. Paul McCartney is looking at you while you're singing this. That He's could probably level. I'm like, oh god. <laughs> but it was so funny how you know. Of course, I would want him to hear the finished, polished thing and mm-hmm. be so impressed by it. And what he what did he hear was this like ridiculously you know rough first bed track take, but. Mm-hmm. That's how life is. And have, uh, have just, you sent it to him? Well, I don't really have a means to. I do actually. Mm-hmm. I, I, his guitar player, um, oh man, and his name is Brian. Brian, I can't remember his last name right now. Anyways, mm-hmm. I, I've, I'm in touch with him over Twitter. Cool. And so I did send it to him. And uh, I don't know if he passed it on, but you know, I did send it to him. So we'll it, see. It would be nice to have him have the, the finished product. I think well, and, that that's, and that's such a common response. So many people are like, oh, so have you followed up with yeah. him and like sent him the song? And I'm like, how would I do that? That's true. Like, yeah. You know, like, oh yeah, people? I'm just gonna text him. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, like, you know, yeah, we were skyping the other day. Yeah, you're not yeah, texting yeah, every day. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. so have, like vegan restaurants in LA. <laughs> yeah, might be like, maybe he'll show up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, even that is a, that's a cool enough story, and certainly it's like one of those it's one of the only experiences I've ever heard of where a person who you like almost deify is as nice as you kind of want him to be. Yeah, he was That's lovely. So nice. And so, I mean, he was as normal as you could hope that one of mm. the most famous people on earth could be, you yeah. know, like he was super casual and easygoing. But the funny thing is that it's not even about him, like everyone else in the room, like in, in the folks in the room had worked with him before. Like everyone I was working with had like played on his records and engineered his records. And still like everyone in the room is sort of like, you know, you could just feel like they're like their hair's raising and they're yeah. like, oh, it's, you know, yeah. there's so much reverence and so much respect for him. And I think that I had to give him credit in that, like, he was as normal <laughs> as you could be if you were the type of person where everywhere you went, everybody was like, kind of like a little bit on alert. You yeah. Know? It's a so. weird experience, a weird way to go through life. And I can't mm-hmm. say I would want it. You know, yeah, like, can you right? imagine not being able to, I mean, obviously uh, to do what I do, like I, there are, you have to have some ego and like want to be famous on some level, but yeah. like, um, can you imagine just like not being able to buy groceries yeah. anywhere in the world? Yeah. Like it's probably around your neighborhood. You get recognized quite a bit, but sure. Yeah. You could go to parts of the world and have no one would have but any idea. I get recognized by people all the time and they give me like a subtle nod, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, or, or, well, that's good. or yeah. it's, or it's like a, you know, Hey man, like I liked your show or something like that, yeah. but sure, yeah. I don't get the like, Oh, you know, like, like literally not, Beatlemania. Yeah, like that's not the type of people that know who I am. You know, yeah. and can you imagine being the, like a the type of person where you would be mobbed? And that's I, and the thing is, is that like I'm sure Paul McCartney or anyone that famous um, would love to have normal human interactions, but they like can't. It's limited. Mm-hmm. It's like this weird thing where if they do just go to McDonald's or something like that and you know, be around normal people, they would be stuck there for four hours signing yeah. things and then people would post it on social media and then more people would come and their their day is done. Yeah. yeah. And that feeling that they know everything about you and you know nothing yeah. about them. Exactly. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of a, a strange um, kind of line to cross. Well, and when you listen to someone's art your whole <laughs> life, you you know, you listen to the Beatles or you listen to <coughs> songs, we're all coughing here. <laughs> um, you know, you, you divulge like or so much, you get so much inference from... Um, from the music and you feel like, oh yeah, like, you know, you feel like I feel and I know you, yeah. 
um, just through the shared art. But like, you know, you don't know the person. You don't know. Totally. They're a different thing. You know, that side of them. Yeah, exactly. What what they're putting out in the world. Totally. So happy to have Dan Mangan in the studio with us ahead of his show tonight. It is completely sold out. It's at the uh, Alex Golden with La Force. I just want to preamble with you a little bit about this song because um, when it first came out, we were all kind of enamored with the story of, you know, that there was a message behind the song. Sure. Um, I've been meowing about it for a while here now on the radio. How I'm disappointed in rock music these days with the fluff, mostly from international rock acts. Sure. There's no substance. There's no message. That's all coming from hip hop. Right. And a lot of the like international rock bands are just writing about like good times and whatever, dude. And it's so interesting. It's um like the big examples I always draw on are um, you and the Arkells are the oh, only right ones on. who have put like songs out that have, are taking a critical look at our world right now and singing about it. It's funny because I think that like they're, you know, it would be more exciting for like the business side of my team if I made more like bangers, you know? <laughs> um, and the truth is that I don't really know how to write songs without infusing them with my own sort of, you know, take on the, on the world and society. And I've never mm. been like a, okay, I feel like there's two sides of, there's like, if there's two circles of songwriters, right? Sometimes they overlap the Venn diagram, right? Mm. So you have the sort of the songwriter who pays tribute to the great and beautiful uh, tradition of songwriting. They've listened to a thousand songs. They've, you know, understand how melody works and they've uh, turn of a phrase. And then there's the other side of songwriters, which are like, I have to get this off my chest or I can't mm. sleep at night. Mm. And sometimes those worlds overlap. And and I think that I'm probably a little bit more in the latter side in that, like, for me, songwriting is like exorcism. Like it gets my demons out, you yeah, know, it's yeah, like, yeah. I can, I can articulate them into a song and then magically I feel lighter. I feel like more capable to sort of take on the world. Um, and so, but you're absolutely right that anyone who says that, you know, like music these days is just not how it was. And mm -hmm. back in my day, they're just not listening to the right music. Yeah. And hip hop is totally where the politics are. That's yeah. where like, that's where the deep stuff is happening right now. Um, and it's like, you have to keep your ear to the ground and I don't know, for me, like I try to write, like, honestly, like when it comes to troubled mind, like I'm trying to write the most accessible thing I possibly can. <laughs> yes. And it just so happens that it's just like barely accessible enough for, you know, a station like the zone. And that's sure. why I'm so, so thankful that you guys picked it up and oh. like that. And I've had a lot of luck with this song across the country and that there's a lot of stations that, you know, like you guys, you can't play like super oddball stuff because you have... You know, there's so, I mean, we're not going to get into it, but yeah. there's so many reasons why stations, the margins are so thin yeah. and you can't take that many risks. And so it's a sort of play something that is slightly political or, you know, doesn't fit the sort of, it mean, means a lot to me. And I really appreciate it. And um, this song for me is sort of like, it's just a statement on how inundated we are with information. Mm. And I think that we're all at odds with the idea that like, you know, you, we all want to be informed citizens. We feel an obligation to do so, to yeah. be engaged with the world and to understand what's happening around us. But we also need to be stable and like mm. mentally okay. Yeah. And those two things are at, at odds with each other because the more informed we are, the more troubled we are. And so this song is sort of about feeling stuck between those two things. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. I feel like if you're paying attention, that's the reality you do want to, um, 
like hearing your music and relate to. That's yeah. where it becomes relatable. Well, and I think sometimes you throw something in the air with songs or, or theater or whatever. If you're a writer of any kind, you, you throw it in the air and you say, I don't know how you guys feel, but this is how I feel. Yeah. And then magically someone else hears it and they go like, oh my God, I feel the same way. And we're all less alone. Yes. That's totally. it. You know, yeah. we're all less egg full of our own like existential dread running through our head all the time because we feel united through this like similar feeling. Thanks for joining the PJ party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live two to six weekday afternoons on the zone at 913 or around the world via the internet's tubes at the zone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast and tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ party.